0: Who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text just news to 989898 98 98 right now. Hello, America. Happy Monday. I Hope you had a great weekend. Beautiful summer weekend. A little bit of rain on the East Coast, but we needed it. Yards were getting a little dried. We went up to our cabin and did a lot of yard work. It was actually kind of cool to work in the rain. You didn't break out as much of a sweat. You weren't dehydrated as easily. And we got a lot done in the yard. My wife was real happy that we got the gardens looking a little better up there, which is always an exciting thing to enjoy in the great Shenandoah Mountains. All right, back today. We got to get right back to work because there's important things going on. It's hard to believe, but within a couple of weeks, children already ready to be back to school. Yeah, bad news, kids. Summer's almost over. Good news, parents. Summer's almost over. You get your kids back in school. But that means we got to be keeping an eye on all that is going on in the school system. This rise of drag queen shows that are... Kids are being subjected to a lot of questions about teachers and school educators and others encouraging students to consider gender transformation treatments. There is a cornucopia of dangers out there for your child. And of course, your rights don't stop when your child walks in the classroom. You still have a say over what goes on in the classroom. And someone who does this better than anyone else, Tiffany Justice for Moms for Liberty, is going to join us, give us the headlines of what's been going on. Believe it or not, Moms for Liberty got censored by Twitter. Yeah, a lot of people are getting censored all in a row right now on Twitter, but she's here with the latest on that censorship, what it is, what's going on. And one of the interesting things that Moms for Liberty is expanding upon, they already got the classroom, the school boards, the woke administrators and teachers covered, and they're growing in their work on that, but they're also beginning to take on woke prosecutors whose policies put your children at risk on their way to school, on their way home from school, in your backyard playing because the bad guys get out within days with almost no bond. After committing a heinous crime, they put the entire community, including your children, your family, at risk. We've all seen the video of those young children being forced to walk to school through a drug gallery where people were shooting up with dangerous drugs. That's not the community we want our children walking through. That's not the environment we want them to. That's why Moms for Liberty is upping their game They're going to be here in the second half of the show. First up, though, Ann Dorn, to me, when I talk about courage, she's the model of courage. She's the model of grace, a model of inspiration. She is the wife of the late St. Louis police captain, David Dorn. You all know him. He was a community hero, beloved by his community, shot dead by a BLM rioter in St. Louis during the summer riots of 2020. His attacker was just recently convicted. And even during the conviction, Ann Dorn showed the grace that she has become known for. She actually said that she felt for the family of the killer because they were losing a son, just like she lost a husband. What a graceful thing, gracious, graceful, loving thing to say at a moment when maybe feeling a sense of justice and vindication would be the normal response. But Ann Dorn isn't just gracious, she is courageous. She's out there fighting against Black Lives Matter, against woke prosecutors trying to get corporate America to realize funding those organizations, funding those type of prosecutors only wreck mayhem, not only on their company, but on their communities and on their customers in those communities. She's doing a great project with Concerned Communities for America, led by Pastor Mark Little. We've had Mark on this show, an amazing guy, energetic and willing to stand up to corporate America and say, you know what? Funding BLM is just not smart defunding the police, funding woke prosecutors, or supporting woke prosecutors, or failing to speak up against woke prosecutors, they actually put your customer base at risk. That's not a good business model. Get out of that business. Well, that's what Mark Little's doing, and Ann Dorn has joined the fight, and what a powerful story she has, and and the loss of her husband, the extraordinary grace and resilience she has shown. We're going to talk to Ann Dorn about that in just a few seconds after the commercial break, but first, I want to tackle a couple of stories that went on today at Just the News, one that I wrote myself that I think is worth taking a look at because the subtle ways that we get misled in America, well, they're getting more sophisticated. It's easier, it seems, for politicians to get away with misleading statements, particularly with the media that doesn't want to have the courage to challenge them. But let's take a look first at a very important story my colleague, Madeline Hubbard, wrote over the weekend There are 10 Wisconsin county clerks, 10 city and county clerks who have referred new voter fraud cases from the 2020 election, meaning they have found the evidence, they want prosecution. This data comes from the Wisconsin Election Commission, which is the permanent bureaucracy that regulates Wisconsin's legislatures. Of course, there was a permanent bureaucracy that not once but twice has been struck down by the Wisconsin Supreme Court for falsely or illegally imposing regulations on the 2020 election that weren't allowed. First, with permanently staying at home and allowing people to vote without a voter ID, court said that was illegal during COVID-19, and then for the distribution and use of mobile ballot box, drop boxes, as we call them. Those also weren't authorized by law or the Constitution. Both of those decisions, which allowed hundreds of thousands of voters to vote in ways they weren't allowed to, have been declared illegal, and they're not going to be allowed in the next election. At least that's what we hear. But these clerks are going beyond making sure that 2022 is fine. They're still finding evidence of fraud in the 2020 election and meeting it out and getting it to prosecutors and to regulators so they can be punished. Check out that story, a really good story in Just the News this morning from my great colleague, Madeline Hubbard, who we've had on the show before. On the censorship front, I know we're going to talk a lot about Moms for Liberty on this and Tiffany Justice, but... Twitter also censored the Epoch Times over the weekend, and, well, they reversed it. Without explanation, they did it, and without explanation, they reversed it. That's good for free speech, that it was reversed. Let's hope that keeps up and we don't see any other examples of that silliness. And finally, the story that I wanted to talk about, Liz Cheney. Remember I said the subtleties of how misinformation, disinformation, misleading claims get to live on in America? Well, here's why that sometimes happens, right? About a week ago... Congresswoman Liz Cheney, a Republican for Wyoming, who's about to face her voters in the Wyoming primary coming up later this month, she said that Donald Trump should be reprimanded, despised, because he didn't issue an order forcing troops to go to the Capitol on January 6th. And I heard this and I'm like, "Uh, wait a second. The president can't just order troops under the Posse Comitatus Act, a law that's been on the books for 150 years. You have to get permission have to get permission from the local community you have to get a request in most circumstances that's been the long-standing rule and approach of the pentagon under presidents democrat and republican and i know liz cheney should know this you know why as my rare story this morning points out her father dick cheney the former defense secretary former vice president back in 1992 followed the law the right way He didn't order troops into Los Angeles until the mayor and the governor of California during the Rodney King riots said, help, we need help. What they did is they authorized it in advance. And when the local request came in, the Pentagon could do it. That's exactly what Donald Trump did during the January 6th riots. He met with his military team on January 3rd. A day earlier, his Pentagon had already offered the troops and said, hey, send us a request, Capitol please, Capitol leadership, if you wanted. They were turned down for that. But Even after being turned down, the president authorized his team verbally to go ahead and make troops available, something that happened the next day. There was a standing order made by Chris Miller, the acting defense secretary. They did it the same way as Dick Cheney, which makes Liz Cheney's criticism rather unfair, rather illegal. In fact, if, as her criticism implied, the president should have just ordered troops in, there would have been a greater outcry and don't take my word for it. That's what the Pentagon Inspector General said. There wasn't a legal basis for the president just to go send troops without anything. And let me read you what they said about the approach that the Trump Pentagon, the Trump DOD, did in the days leading up to January 4th. These are direct quotes from the Pentagon Inspector General, a nonpartisan expert in the law of the Pentagon, the outside independent Chief Watchdog of the Pentagon. This is what they said about Donald Trump's approach to getting troops ready for January 6th. We concluded that the actions that DOD, Defense Department, took before January 6, 2020 to prepare for the planned protests in Washington, D.C. on January 5th and 6, 2021 were appropriate, supported by requirements, and consistent with the DOD's roles and responsibilities. Well, that doesn't sound like Liz Cheney, but let me read further. In particular, we determined that the decisions made by Chris Miller, Defense Secretary, Secretary McCarthy, the Army Chief, and other senior DOD officials and actions taken by the DOD in response to the civil disturbance at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th were reasonable in light of the circumstances that existed on that day and the requests they did and didn't receive from D.C. officials and the U.S. Capitol Police. In other words, the Pentagon can't just deploy at will. They need to get a request, and that they follow those requests accordingly, and had prior authorizations ready to go. Wow, Liz Cheney, maybe she should check her father's history books. Might help her out a little bit. Check out that story. The headline is Liz Cheney's January 6th attack on Trump undercut by her father's own actions during the 1992 LA riots. All the details, you don't take my word for it. You can look at the documents. I have the Dick Cheney order. I have a document that the Pentagon at Fort Leavenworth, at one of its study groups, produced in 2018 that went through the history of Pentagon deployment of National Guards troops during moments of civil unrest. Very clear what the rules are, consistent with what the Pentagon IG found out. All of those documents, emails are in the story, including the District of Columbia mayor, Mayor Muriel Bowser, who on January 5th said, not only did she not request troops on January 5th, 26th, which would have triggered the Pentagon to give them troops, she actually said, keep your boys out. I don't want your boots on the ground. Don't do it unless we ask for it. So how about that? That's something that Liz Cheney doesn't put out in her statement. Her criticisms are clearly unfair and illegal in this case. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we've got a great lineup for you, starting with Ann Wooddorn, the widow of David Dorn, the great police captain slain during the 2020 summer BLM riots. All she's doing to make America better, to take her husband's tragic death and turn it into good in communities big and small and in boardrooms across America and Doran first, followed by Tiffany Justice, co-founder of Moms for Liberty, back to back right after these commercial messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors, particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge a signature on a home sale form, then he or she refiles as the new owner, and bam, your home is not in your name, and all of a sudden, debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home title Lock is my choice. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Every so often as a journalist over the last 30 years, you come across a person who encounters tragedy, and instead of curling up and mourning and doing this, they go right back out in the field and try to turn tragedy into good. Our next guest fits that to the bill. Her husband, Captain David Korn, was shot dead during the 2020 summer riots in St. Louis, the BLM riots. He was a beloved character in St. Louis, a great police figure, a great community figure taken away from us way too soon. But his wife would not let that be the end of this storyline from getting his killer convicted to creating a dynamic in the community in America to try to get common sense back in policing and communities. Anne Dorn has been doing it from top to bottom, and she joins us right now. And great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You are an amazing person. Your resilience, your determination, and I know we have a lot to talk about. I want to talk about your radio show and the Concerned Communities of America. But first, just for people who might not have known David's story, your amazing husband's story, tell us a little bit about his background and what happened that fateful day in the summer of 2020.
1: Well, first of all, David was a policeman for 43 years. It's what he's always wanted to do in his life. As a kid, he wanted to be a superhero. So what better way to do it than become a police officer? So, after serving his community for 43 years, he um, he did retire, um, but he had a friend who owned a business. Um, Lee owned a pawn and jewelry shop, and uh, Lee lived about an hour away, when we lived about 10 minutes away. So, anytime the alarm would go off, Dave would go check the business to make sure it was okay. And the night of April or April of June 2nd, uh, the alarm was sounding, and as we both knew, the riots were taking place in the city. Earlier that night, four officers had already been shot and business were being looted and burned down. Um, when the call came in, he didn't give it a second thought. He ran to the business. And while encountering some of the looters and rioters um, and talking to some of the young men, one of the young men um, turned and walked away from him and then turned back around and fired 10 shots, killing David.
0: Unbelievable. It's hard to go back in time to remember just how violent and chaotic those moments are. So recently, your husband's killer was brought to justice, convicted by a jury. That was a, a great moment for you. But you have this poignant moment where, as the conviction is coming down, you want to convey something to the killer's family. Tell us a little bit about the message that you sent his family.
1: Um, you know, his mother was very upset and had to leave the courtroom. And, and I, have, I have sympathy for her. She's losing her son. Um, you know, just when someone takes a life, they don't take their life and they don't they don't ruin the life of of just the person they've killed, but they ruin their family's lives as well. So I have a lot of sympathy for her that she's losing her son.
0: Yeah, amazing that you can find that compassion in you. You have started a radio show, which has gone bonkers. You're the host of Hidden Heroes Radio Show. I love this show because you celebrate people that we sometimes may overlook who are doing amazing things. Tell us how that's going.
1: Um, you know, it's it's hidden heroes. It's uh, it humanizes the life of first responders. Um, I don't always bring first responders on. A lot of times, I just bring their family members on to let people understand, hey, their husbands, their wives, their fathers, their brothers, sisters, children. You know, so I bring all their family members on to talk about what it's like to be married to a first responder or be to live with a first responder in the household. Um, but then I also bring on organizations that support first responders and that want to do good and help them. So it is amazing to talk to people and find out, you know, and let first responders know that there are still a lot of people out there who do love them and care for them.
0: Yeah, it's such an important message because it's easy to take all the static and anger from a small group of Americans and think, well, that's what the rest of America thinks, but in fact, it's just the opposite. Most Americans love their first responders, love their police officers, want more of them, particularly in this time of uncertainty, We've had a little bit of time for communities to absorb the Black Lives Matter riots, the message that was there, the idea that we would defund police. What do you think communities like your own, St. Louis and others, are beginning to understand about that movement?
1: They're understanding that Black Lives Matter aren't for Black lives. Um, they moved in, they destroyed their own community, is where most of the destruction took place within, within their own communities. And Black Lives Matter, the only thing they did was provide bail for some of these people, or they got with the woke prosecutors and got people let off. They didn't um, They didn't give any money to any of the businesses, the black businesses that were destroyed. None of the family members who lost loved ones throughout the last few years were, were supported in any way by Black Lives Matter. It's uh, Their agenda is, you know, if you're killed by a police officer, op- if you're a black person killed by a police officer, then we come forward and we protest. Other than that, we don't want anything to do with you. But even then, they don't support those families. They just go out and it gives them a reason to destroy cities.
0: That's remarkable. And you have now paired up with a real powerhouse. Pastor Mark Little has been on this show many times. Concerned Communities for America is beginning to spread a message nationwide. Tell us a little bit about the project and what you're doing.
1: Well, myself, along with uh, Dominic Rivera and Esther, and, and I'm, I can't pronounce Esther's last name, unfortunately. I do apologize to Esther all the time about it. But um, Esther's husband was um, involved in an accident where he was drugged by a car, and he's now paraplegic. Uh, Dominic Rivera, if people re- remember back to January, her husband was killed in New York and she addressed the woke DAs and the, the police department in the eulogy, and, um, and myself, and But um, we're going after the woke corporations, the athletes and the celebrities that have just blindly funded Black Lives Matter um, without question and support them without question as they're calling for the death and destruction of police officers, defunding police officers, multiple houses, um, paying their family members, hiring their family members and just giving them very large salaries. So none of this money is going back and and the corporations, the athletes, and the celebrities aren't questioning this. They're not They're not fighting back and saying, well, wait a minute. We gave you money to help the communities, and, and here you're not doing anything with it. So we're calling attention back to them and saying, listen, your money, is, your money is going to waste. And if you truly want to help your communities, you know, we'll help you help your communities. The Concerned Communities of America will help you. We'll help you build back these communities the way they need to be, and we will fund the projects and the things that need to be done within these communities. Whereas Black Lives Matter is just pretty much stealing from
0: these people. Yeah, it's really remarkable. We had someone on recently who did a documentary about 18 months after, in Minneapolis, after the George Floyd killing. And obviously that city, like St. Louis, had such enormous trauma. And they went back through the entire community, all the places, the small businesses that were burnt down and looted and said, has Black Lives Matter been here? Have they gotten the answer? No, we didn't get anything for them. All we got was this uh, destruction. It seems as though this message is now being welcomed, that the people understand that this was sort of a charade. And at the end of the day, the real opportunity is for economic empowerment. And what do you see as the key levers for building back communities, making them stronger in urban America?
1: It starts with communication. Everybody needs to sit down at the same table and talk. You know, have an open discussion of what is needed um, and what we need to do together. You know, it's a community. We have to build our communities together. We can't expect someone to come in and save us. You know, we have to save ourselves. Yes, people giving money in to help the community is fine, but there has to be an openness about it. There has to be honesty of where that money is going and how it's going to be spent. But it takes the entire community to come together to do that, and not just someone saying, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it. Um, you got to have the community involvement to make it successful.
0: Yeah, it is really remarkable. I'm curious what reaction you've gotten from all the corporations who two years ago were bending their knee to BLM, making promises to donate. Have any corporations engaged constructively with Concerned Communities for America and And said hey we didn't know this we want to get right and we're going to stop it any feedback at all from these corporations
1: as of now no i don't believe we've gotten any feedback from any of them i well i take that back one of them one of them did say yeah we'll talk but they have done anything else since then so they've not reached out back again to us
0: yeah lip service over actual action that's so frustrating What's ahead for Concerned Communities for America? Obviously, you're taking this into the boardroom, you're taking it into the communities. What should we look for for the rest of this year to see the growth of what Concerned Communities for America is doing?
1: Well, we're gonna to continue to take on that, that action as far as BLM, but then our next step is going after the woke prosecutors, the ones that are not prosecuting crimes out here in our communities, allowing violent offenders to go free um, across our countries. So we're going after them and the George Soros funded um prosecutors who are letting their communities down by not doing their job. You know, my opinion's always been politics should never be involved in crime and these prosecutors are allowing politics to play into it when their job is to prosecute cases and not pander to politicians.
0: Yeah, it's really, really remarkable. One great thing that has happened over the last couple of years, beyond all the great work you've done to cement your husband's legacy, to make sure the death isn't wasted, to make good out of a bad situation, there are a couple of highways in Missouri, right, that are now named after him. His name will forever be remembered as people drive down the highway. How, how amazing was that last year to see that?
1: That that was amazing to know that everybody will see Dave's name coming and going from work. Um he lived and worked in that community, both areas, for most of his career. And um, to know that they honored him in that way, it was it was, it was was special to know that his name's gonna be carried on.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. Well, it's also carried on through the extraordinary work that you're doing, Anne. What is the best way for people to engage and get involved with what you're doing, follow what you're doing on social media? Because you've got something going on almost every day. It's very exciting. What's the best way for that to happen?
1: Well, there's, two, there's a couple things. Um, on Facebook, you can engage me with uh, the Captain David Dorn Foundation, where I, I'm raising money to help for area first responders right now. And the more we get, the more we can help. So we're raising money to help area first responders. Um, so that's through Facebook, or with the same. You can get the uh, the the online page. You can get our our, our page through um, the same thing. Go through right, straight through Facebook. The Captain David Dorn Foundation. Um, And then we have ConcernCommunities.org forward slash pledge, um, and people can engage there with that community, and we can work on getting um, better resources for our Black and Brown communities.
0: Yeah, such important work, important work, and your inspiration. And on behalf of a grateful nation, you do so much to inspire us. I know a lot of people would have crawled up into a ball after losing such an extraordinary man. And Going through the trauma of that, but instead, you've shown us all how you actually make good of a bad situation. And for that, we're really, really grateful.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that very much.
0: All right, folks, go check out the Facebook page for the Foundation and Concern Communities for America. Two amazing causes, two ways to honor the great legacy of David Dorn and his amazing wife. And thank you so much. We'll have you back on real soon. I'm sure there's a lot more to be talking about on this great journey you're taking.
1: Thank you. I look forward to it.
0: We as well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Tiffany Justice from Moms for Liberty will be joining us. <laughs> they got banned from Twitter again. I knew that would surprise you, but we'll talk about that right after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Our next guest is a wife, a mother, a former school board member, and most importantly, co-founder of a group I know you felt the impact from, Moms for Liberty. She is Tiffany Justice. Tiffany, great to have you back on the show today. Hey,
2: John, thanks for having me on.
0: Let's start with the big news last week. Clearly, the Elon Musk end of his deal with Twitter has had an impact. There are more censorship going on, and Twitter It's like it was pent up for a long time. So they, had to, they had to like expand it really quickly. Among those is the Moms for Liberty account. Got bounced off last week. Your reaction to what's happening, and also, what did you write that made them you?
2: Yeah, so I put out a tweet on the Moms for Liberty uh, Twitter, and you can follow us at Moms the number four Liberty. Um, I put out a tweet and I said that gender dysphoria was a mental health disorder, which it is classified uh, as. And uh, I said that there were some predators in California, uh, specifically Scott Wiener, um I didn't mention him by name, but I will now. Um, who uh, sponsored a bill and put up a bill that said, Bill, it's SB 107, if you want to go read it, um, that said that California could become or wanted to become a, a sanctuary state for transgender youth, I guess. So, you know, if children want to run away from their parents or You know someone feels the child isn't being affirmed in the way that they should they can bring them to california and and make that happen there um and all other laws will be ignored so parental rights be damned apparently in california they would like our children and to liberate every other child in america and uh, apparently that was considered hateful speech by twitter still have no idea why
0: Mm. just it's just amazing and these are factual things right there's nothing in that statement that didn't have a fact attached to it right
2: yeah, no, there wasn't. The last part of the tweet was that I said that, um, I asked, I said, are, are, is, is preteens getting double mastectomies sound like progress? And the, that's happening. And then I had someone say to me recently, well, you know, um, how can a preteen, you know, I said, you know, girls go through puberty younger than 13, right? I mean, you know, and, and these are people that are talking about things about children. They have no idea. And so what we have right now in America is, you know, we've got middle school girls. Uh, who are having a hard time going through puberty. If you can find me a middle school girl who didn't, I'd like to talk with her. It's not easy. I've been through it. I've raised a daughter, right? Um, but you go through puberty and you kind of grow into being a woman, uh, as it were. And and But there are these girls who are being told that if they're uncomfortable during this time of their lives, that somehow something might be wrong with them, that they might actually be a boy. And that is just madness. Um, And and so Moms for Liberty moms are very concerned about this issue and uh, sounding the alarm.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. By the way, for those who might doubt that Twitter censors real factual things, there is a JAMA article. JAMA being the Journal of American Medicine. That's kind of famous. Their pediatrics version in May of 2018, actually did a whole study on the very dynamic that Tiffany just talked about, which is chest reconstruction and chest dysphoria in transmasculine minors and young adults. That's the name of it. The short of it is they're doing mastectomies on preteens. That is according to JAMA. It's not in doubt that the Journal of American Medicine, its pediatrics subjournal, did an entire peer reviewed study on this. It's a real dynamic. And even though it's real, you get censored for it. How about that? It's just a remarkable... Tiffany, you do so much work with Moms for Liberty. It seems as though every day the war on silly America, that's what I call it, uh, all the silliness we got going on, is being won in small battles and big battles. A lot of energy at the school board level, but now you're taking a look at some of these woke prosecutors who won't enforce the law or are putting dangerous people right back on the streets. Tell us a little bit about why that's important for the safety of children.
2: Yeah, I I think... The, the biggest issue that we have right now in America, the biggest crisis we have, as far as I'm concerned, and there are a lot to choose from right now, um, is a literacy crisis. We're raising a generation of children, and they are not reading well. And all of the data that we're seeing show that kids weren't doing well before COVID, and now we've had two years. Three, two and a half years would have disrupted learning, and they're still, then they're doing worse than they were before. And, and so, what we're seeing is that children are not learning to read in school. We need to look no farther than our prison systems to see the effects of illiteracy. Um, in Tennessee, for example, I, the uh, average inmate, male inmate has a reading level of a first grade. And as the females, third grade reading level, um, people who cannot read cannot have successful lives. It's very difficult. It's like condemning a child to a life of struggle. And so when we look at the crime that we're seeing all over this country, parents are scared to walk their kids to school. I saw a mom in New York who just posted a video of what it looks like to walk her child to school in this city. And it was disgusting. There were people using drugs. There was garbage everywhere. She said that she had seen people having sex on a park bench. I mean, this is just taking your kid to school at 738 in the morning So um, you know it's time American parents are just done with this nonsense if you said it's silliness it's more than silliness it's dangerous and so you know we need to we need every elected official, every appointed official to wake up and see that our kids and our families are in danger and we're not going to stand for it anymore
0: And it's very seldom that I like to point out that sometimes Europe is ahead of us but England Great Britain last week closed down the Tavistock clinic which had been one of the most famous clinics for creating transgender surgeries for particularly in pre-teens and early teens. If England is backing away, what message does that send to the United States?
2: Well, it's a big wake-up call to the United States. We've had Sweden and Finland speaking out about this. Um, You know, they had gone farther down this path than we had in America. And right now they're rolling things back and they're saying that medical transition is not the way to go, that there needs to be more mental health analysis. And so I'm thankful for American heroes who are pushing forward. We have a Surgeon General, I live in Florida. We have a Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Latipo. And he came in during COVID and he really straightened out a lot of different issues regarding parental rights. And we were happy to see that. And now on this issue of gender dysphoria, he has issued new treatment guidance to doctors across the state. And and it's really important. You can go to the Florida Department of Health and take a look at it. They're going to have an important meeting on on Friday where they're saying none of this gender transition, medical transition stuff should be happening. And and so it's really important to recognize that this is an issue with care providers. When we're looking at parents whose children are going through this or they're helping their children through it, people in the country need to understand doctors are telling... Parents, if this is the thing to do, there are doctors that are telling parents that if they really love their child, that they'll put their child through gender transition. They're in fact sometimes being told, "Do you want a a trans kid or a dead kid?" Fear mongering that their child might commit suicide if a parent doesn't agree with the gender transition of the child. And so we're just thankful to see doctors like Dr. Latipo and others that are standing up. And we need more of them. If you're a doctor and you're listening, we need you in this fight, standing up and having the backs of parents who are saying. We need to wait and talk through this issue with our children. We need to recognize that there are comorbidities associated with gender dysphoria that need to be addressed, and um, we really need to help our kids make it through their childhood with their innocence intact, not being perverted by, as I said before, predators.
0: Yeah, such an important dynamic, and so many people like yourself now, Moms for Liberty, censored. When you just try to bring out facts, it's so frustrating because you end up fighting with one hand behind your back, but you keep winning. How do you plan, how does Mom's Liberty plan to deal with this Twitter suspension?
2: Yeah, so, uh, you know, they, Twitter is the town square, whether you like it or not, right? And, and at Mom's Liberty, we've really worked to embrace the best of social media. There are a lot of great things we've found come from that town square. And so, you know, what I've asked Twitter was, please tell me how the tweet was hateful. Um, They don't seem to have any answer for that, I, I think because there isn't one. And so I'll probably go forward and delete the tweet and rephrase it in some way and see if I get slapped down again. Um, it doesn't seem to be, you know, that there are any rules or norms that we can follow here. Um, but, you know, we're, we just added two more states. We're in 40 states now, uh, like chapters growing like wildfire all over the country. So go to MomsForLiberty.org and join us, please, in this fight or help us. You can donate and help us and help support chapters across the country.
0: Yeah, it's really remarkable. Big fight you got going now with the California state legislation. How is that fight going? What is it, the chances of that passing?
2: No, I'm not exactly sure, to be honest with you, what the chances are of it passing right now. I think what California parents are excited about is that American parents are fighting with them. Um, You know, if things are being allowed to happen in one state, American parents need to recognize it can be happening in your state. Right. We recognize in Florida, we were 30,000 votes away from having a, a governor who would have locked us down harder than any state in this country. And so American parents are waking up and saying, okay. I don't need that to happen in my state to know that we need to create some safeguards to make sure it doesn't happen here and then to have the backs of California parents. And that's what American parents are doing right now. So we'll do everything we can to help to fight this legislation in California. I know that there were like 21 Democrats in 16 states across the country that said they wanted to do this in their state as well. Um, And so, you know, American parents, wake up, make sure that this isn't happening in your state.
0: Yeah, it's important to check and to know and also just know what's going on in your school district because a lot of teachers, a lot of school administrators feel emboldened to step in and take the role of parents away from parents and talk to your child without your knowledge about these sort of issues. And so it's so important to keep on top of those things in your school district because it just takes one person to inject themselves in to create a process that could be really, really scary. Florida and California, when you look at the two, we end up basically, they're really the emblems of the two different approaches to this. It seems like the Florida approach is winning. You look at the polling data, more people like what Florida is doing on schools, on the transgender issue, on critical race theory, quite frankly, on business climate. Do you think the Florida model becomes the contrast that everybody goes and says, I want that. I don't want any more of this craziness.
2: Yeah, that's already happening. I mean, I, I talk to moms every day who say they wish Ron DeSantis was the governor. They can't wait to vote for him if he runs for president. We just had him at our national summit. And we gave him something called the Liberty Sword for fighting for freedom. We believe that Florida leads in a lot of different ways. And so I'm just blessed to be from Florida. Moms for Liberty was started here. We have that spirit of liberty here in Florida. And you know, we're we're working to make sure that every parent in the country knows that this is what life should be like. This is what's possible. And you don't have to continue to put up with this woke ideology and nonsense tactics from politicians who don't represent you anymore.
0: Yeah, pretty remarkable. The drag shows that seem to be expanding in these Pride Month celebrations in schools, they're getting all sorts of euphemisms. But from a parental perspective, they're very troubling, aren't they?
2: They are very troubling. But here's the deal. I mean, I'm a mom of four. I'm not a prude. Right. I like to have fun. And I'm an adult. I mean, there are some things that are for adults only. So I think the question, you know, parents are like, okay, wait a second. My kid doesn't need to be a part of every aspect of, of life that an adult is a part of. I saw a, a drag show that was just recently at the Grace School in Manhattan. It's a, a private school in a church, John, wow. uh, a drag queen walking down the, the aisles towards the altar in, in a church. So, you know, it's just gotten to a point of ridiculousness. I think, you know, the the biggest issue with me, and we go back to this gender stuff and women in general in America, right now there are proposed changes by the Biden administration to Title IX regulations. Americans, you need to go and you need to look at that uh, and, and submit comments right now. Um, but when we look at the way that drag queens are presented, you know, someone asked for a definition and, 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 um, on Twitter, and I saw someone say it's a caricature of a prostitute. These are not women being represented. This is a, this is a caricature. And, and, and so, you know, we really need to respect women. We love women at Moms for Liberty, obviously. We think moms at Brock. And um, so the drag queen stuff, I think it's just the most, abs- honestly, it's like everything just gets pushed to the most absurd point And drag queens reading stories. To children, or dancing for them, is the most absurd thing I've certainly heard in quite some time.
0: Yeah, and, it, and these are young children that can't process this yet. That's why parents need to be involved, and they're just trying to jump over the parent and indoctrinate these children. It's such a remarkable thing to watch. Over the next few weeks, what should we be watching for? We got new schools going, school, new school year starting, kids getting back to school. Florida seems like the teachers' unions can't figure out the very clear laws that. Florida's pass, I'm sure they'll be made clear to them quickly, but what are the big issues you think parents should be looking for as they send their kids back to school?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to give a couple different resources to parents. You need to be paying attention to what your kids are learning at school. You need to be talking to them about what they're learning. A couple resources for parents. Go to um, SLF Liberty. Southeastern Legal uh, Foundation wrote a par- parent handbook. For parental rights, you can download it from their website. Go there, check it out. Courage is a habit is another website that you can go check out. They have an opt-out form for surveys. There's a lot of data mining going on in public schools, and then one of the best things you can do for your kids is opt them out of all surveys. So, courage is a habit. You can follow them on Twitter. Go to their website um, and, and download that opt-out form. Uh, super important. The last one is Alliance Defending Freedom has something called a Promise to America's Children. That's really important uh, to go and take a look. Look at, bring it to your school district, bring it to your superintendent and show them that and say, this is the promise that I'd like you to hold true for America's kids. So, um, you know, lots of different things happening. There is an abundance of resources on the, on the Internet. Go and look up parental rights. Go to Parental Rights Foundation. Check out where you are in your state and parental rights you as the parent have the fundamental right to direct the upbringing of your child and don't let anyone tell you anything else.
0: Yeah, such an important thing and such great toolkit. Southeastern Legal Foundation does a lot of work with Justin News on our Freedom of Information Act. Open records win a lot of judgments to get information for the American public, an amazing resource. And you should go check out that guide we had Kimberly on just the other day and she was talking about that guide. Such an important one. Tiffany, great stuff for everyone who wants to stay in touch with you. All right, so we can't use the Twitter account for Moms for Liberty right now, but how do they follow you? How do they follow Moms for Liberty on a daily basis?
2: So you can follow me on Twitter at for Tiffany Justice or uh, the other co-founder, Tina Deskovich, at Tina Deskovich. You can follow at Moms4Liberty on Twitter. We're going to be back up and running. I'm not going to let Twitter take us out for too much longer. Um, and then go to Facebook um, Instagram, but most importantly, go to the website, click to see if you have a chapter. There's a big map there. You find your state, click on your state. It'll show you the chapters that are existing. You can click on that chapter to email the chapter chair and get involved, or you can click to start a chapter in your county. We need representation in every county of America. So please join us at Moms for Liberty. We are joyful warriors, John.
0: (laughs) That you are, and uh, celebrating because you have a lot of success. I love the tagline that you guys have. The first time I heard it, I think I might have been at CPAC last year, but parental rights do not stop at the classroom door is such an important concept, and that is why what you're doing is so important. You're educating parents that they actually have a say over what goes over in the classroom, too. Such a great thing. Tiffany, thanks for joining us. We love having you on, and I know we're going to get you back on real soon.
2: Awesome. Thanks, John. Have a great day.
0: You as well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the Just News 50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected, again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34-plus plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So... You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text JUSTNEWS to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold all you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who i trust more than anyone at birch gold group text just news to 98 98 98 right now all right folks that wraps up another edition of john solomon reports a big thank you to tiffany for all the great update she gave us and by the way she made some news on this show by saying she's going to delete or alter that tweet to try to get back on twitter we'll have that up in a story in a little bit And we also have a big thank you to Ann Dorn for all she's shown, including just her courage and grace under fire. Losing your loved one, your husband of many, many years, a community hero, would cause a lot of us, maybe me included, to roll up into a little ball and withdraw and just say, I've suffered too much. I can't do this. But that's not what Ann did. Ann has gone out and taken the death of her husband and turned it into more good, just like David Dorn's career was for his community challenging the Black Lives Matter movement, challenging defunding police, challenging woke corporations not to support policies that put their communities and their customers at risk, Concerned Communities for America, Mark Little and Ann Dorn, having a big impact in the boardroom to the dinner table. Great folks. So grateful that they could join us today and give us an update on their great work. Tiffany, and big thanks to you today. We really enjoy all the work you're doing. All right, folks, before we go call it a day, at least for this podcast, a quick reminder that we have amazing partners, advertisers, sponsors that have products and services that can benefit you, whether you're a businessman or at home. And one of those is Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, Bambi. I'm a small business owner. And the last thing I want to focus on is HR because I'm busy. I want to get news out. I want to get my TV show done. I want to get my podcast done. But I know that HR is important. And so does Bambi. And so for small business owners that want to have the perfect HR policy, but not have to give up all the time and resources from your own time as the owner of the company, as a small business owner, well, Bambi is here to help. They Help small business owners implement good HR practices. It's an HR platform built for businesses like yours. And you autom- you not only automate the HR practices in the best way, get a load of this. Bambi gets you your own dedicated HR manager. You, you heard me right. You get a dedicated HR manager, one person who knows your company inside and out. Bambi does that and get a load of this. It can cost as little as $99 a month. That's an incredible bargain a month to have a permanent HR manager? I don't think I could spend a lunch in Washington, D.C. for $99 anymore with inflation. What a great deal. So if you want to take advantage of this, you're a business owner, you feel like I've been playing with fire on my HR issues, cutting corners, trying to get past it, don't take the risk because it only takes one episode to set your company back tens of thousands of dollars in legal bills and other expenses. So if you run your business, let Bambi run your HR. How do you do that? You go to Bambi, B-A-M-B-E dot com, B-A-M-B-E dot com slash Just News right now for your free HR audit. That's right. The first thing they're going to do is give you a free HR audit. Tell us, tell you how you're doing when it comes to your HR policies, what your liabilities and strengths are, and how a one of their Bambi's dedicated HR managers can make your company better, safer, smarter on all things HR. All you got to do to get started today, get that audit started, is go to Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Just News. They'll get you started today. They are great folks. They make this show possible. They make the TV show possible. They make JustTheNews.com possible with their gracious sponsorship. Support them. Go get the guide, read up on it, see if it's right for you. That is a great thing to do. It's one way you can help Just the News and my reporting as part of that. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition. Until then, when you need a news fix, well, go to justthenews.com and check it out. Or tonight, you can tune in to Real America's Voice, Channel 219 on Dish Network, Channel 240 on Pluto, on all the apps, including Roku, Apple, The Just the News app. That's right. Just the News has a iOS and Android app. Go download it and watch Just the News, not noise. My show with Amanda Head, 6 p.m. Eastern every night. Tonight, we got Congressman Warren Davidson. He's got a big new legislation aimed at targeting the cartels that control our southern border right now. We've got Michigan Secretary of State candidate Christina Caramo, endorsed by President Trump, a big force in Michigan politics the night before the big primary there. And General Mick McGuire, the former head of the Arizona National Guard, now running for a political office, and he's got some thoughts on the border security as well. You can check all that out tonight and go to justthenews.com 24-7. We got you with breaking and all the other important headlines, including our great enterprise, like the story we broke this morning on Liz Cheney. All right, have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you, and may God bless this extraordinary country of the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from just the news. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free, and it's easy to get started, and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu. News. One more time, hillsdale.edu. Slash just News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out.